This week, Disney master artist Kevin John gives us a beginner's guide to buying Disney art. Coming up next from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 719 for the week of July 8th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Jenny Lynn Knopp, sitting in for Pete Werner, and joined at the table this week by my very good friends, Sean Michael Noah, Teresa Eccles, Kevin John, and Corey Martin. And then back in the production nook, our associate producers, Craig Williams and Sean Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, guys. Good job. All right. Now, a lot of us have tried to buy Disney art at some point or another, and anyone who has knows that there's a whole lot of it out there, and it ranges in styles and prices, and it can be quite an overwhelming task to try to figure out how to, to navigate all of that. So we have Kevin John here with us this week to help us uh, figure some of that stuff out. Why don't you give us a little bit of a, a brief synopsis of your background? Sure. Um, as some of you know, I am a 27-year veteran now, um, being a professional artist. Um, I started when I was still in high school. Um, creating art and selling it on the open market. Um, most of my um, acclaim has come through uh, developing sports art for pro athletes and teams, ESPN, National Football League, Major League Baseball, so on and so forth. Uh, I am now in my second year under a contract um, as a master artist for Walt Disney, uh, the Walt Disney Company. And um, I am uh, charged with creating original art um, based on the experiences that you have when you come to the, the park, whether that be, that be character experiences, um, uh, attraction experiences, that resort experiences, that sort of thing. So I create the original art that you all buy when you go to the Art of Disney galleries. And that's just one, you know, um, just one of the things that I'm doing now. The sports art end of my company and the pop culture end of the company are still uh, very active. Uh, we work, and we're still doing a lot of that work as well nationally, but um, I, I just love this, uh, love creating the art for Disney, for sure. Yeah, it's a, really a dream come true. I have a question. So sure. uh, do you hang your own artwork in your house? No, you know, I don't. I really don't, um, and, and really never have. Uh, maybe way back when, when I was really poor and couldn't afford other people's artwork, so, <laughs> you know, I just hung my own stuff up there. But you know, the the last thing I want to do is is um, look at my own stuff hanging on the wall. You know, I look at it all day long, and you know, I live with these pieces for you know weeks on end, as you know, in the development of one piece. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I really like to enjoy other art. You know, yeah. Well, even though you don't want to look at your own artwork, apparently a lot of the rest of the world does not agree with you because <laughs> you're I'm doing glad. very Thank well you. for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but to help us all 
you know, talk about this art thing. How do you do that? Can you explain some of, you know, the 101 basics of it? What's a print versus an original or a jaclay? Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, good. And, and you know, I, I take up pretty pretty much, you know, what, where, who, why, and how uh, uh, approach to um, answering these, these type of questions. Um, let's first, we're talking specifically about licensed art that is sold at Walt Disney World, at Disneyland, on property, through the Disney galleries, or through the online Disney stores. Not in any way, shape, or form talking about any of the unlicensed stuff that's out there, the knockoffs, the who's it's, the what's it's, none of that stuff. We're, we're strictly talking about the art that you can purchase from Disney, the actual official stuff. Um, so let's, let's talk about that. Um, it is officially licensed Disney art. It is commissioned um, by the company of very few top artists from around the world. Um, there are very few of us that are um, commissioned to create this art, and we really are blessed to be handpicked to, to, in order to do this. Um, again, none of the knockoffs. You know, you can go online and purchase all any type of, you know, Disney-related art, but, um, you know, I, I think... I, I want to stress that it's it's very good to stay with the brand, you know, stay with the the licensed product. It's you know the highest quality art, um, the highest quality printing, and highest quality framing that money can buy. Um, that's another reason why I think you know you want to stay with the brand, um, and it's all approved subject matter and styling too. Everything that is sold is, is has has got literal the Disney stamp of approval on it. And as a Disney fan, I think that's what you would want. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the different forms that that art comes in, the different choices that you have. First, you have the original, and the original in every sense means. The actual piece that us as artists touch our hands to, creating it from a blank canvas or a blank paper mm-hmm. to a full, completed portrait or picture. You have one hanging currently, right now, an original. Correct. Yeah, we have a couple. Yeah, I've got a couple originals hanging right now, and right, and they are again the actual pieces that were touched by hand. You know, so um, only one. There is one original. Yeah, um, from those originals, then reproductions are made, and again, being this, it's a licensed Disney product. It is. It is only the, the, the highest care is taken in producing these. The original art is scanned. And then from there, I think the next level in terms of quality and, and rarity goes the, what, what, is, what is called a jaclet. And it's a weird word. It's a French word. It's, it's spelled G-I-C-L-E-E-S, or jaclets, or jaclet as a singular. And that is a special printing process um, where the machine almost paints on the canvas or really high quality paper that that these pieces come in. Oftentimes these are done, almost in every case, they're done in very limited editions. For instance, the Figment Epcot piece that I just released two weeks ago through Disney was limited to 95 pieces. And if you think about all the Disney fans around the world, only 95 of them are actually going to be able to get one of these pieces. These are signed by the artist, hand-signed. Each and every one of those jaclets after production are hand-signed, 
So there's an autograph, there's some authenticity that goes along with that, but also some value that goes along with having that, that being touched by the artist's mm-hmm. hand and then numbered as well, one of 95 or whatever the number might be. And those come as either a canvas or a paper reproduction. Then Disney does what is called the deluxe print, which again is a really high quality rep- reproduction. It is often done almost, almost every time done as an open edition, meaning there is no limit to this piece. Um, they are usually a very sm- a much smaller format, like a 11 by 14 format, mm. um, oftentimes not hand signed by the artist and definitely n- almost every time not numbered because it's an open edition. They can print these in perpetuity forever. Yeah. Um, I've actually purchased some of those too, like at Festival of the Masters, but when the artist is right there, you can buy one of these, but have them sign it right there. But right. it's not numbered, it's right. just signed. Right. Look at and Corey, the- work in the system. <laughs> yeah. And that's no, and that's, that. and that's a yeah. really good. It's it's a very. I mean, let's talk about price point with all of yeah, these. Yeah. You know, starting. Let's let's talk about that um, that economy deluxe version um, of, of, of the print. Those retail for forty bucks. Yeah. So it's a very economical way to to um, to uh, collect the art. Um, and then you go to a signing and you have the artist sign it. That's what we did two weeks ago, you know, at, at Walt Disney World. That jacle, whether it be a, a canvas or a, a paper reproduction, are all offered framed or mounted. Um, and those are a little pricier. Those range somewhere between, uh, you know, three or $400 mark all the way up to, you know, couple, maybe $1,000, depending on the, rare, the, the rarity of the number, yeah. you know. Um, Can we talk about the Jaclay again for a second? Because sure, sure. I feel like I'm getting a little lost and mm-hmm. I don't want to get lost. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we have the, the originals kind of like at the top of the echelon, am I using the correct word? And then under that is the jaclay. And are you saying the, a computer paints the picture? Yeah, it, I mean, it's essentially, it's a printing process. So rather know. than it being like a copy, it's 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 something that's actually being created, but it's just being reproduced by a machine as an artist. Highest would. quality printer. It's the highest quality yeah. printing you can, you know, the, the inks are so vibrant that, yeah. you know, it, 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 yeah. it really, when you, when you put that jaclay down next to the original, there used to be a, a severe drop off. Now with this jaclay printing process, it is so, mm. it retains, again, especially with my work, you know, I get so detailed with, with my work. It retains so much of that detail, the color, the vibrancy of the paints that we use as artists. All of that is retained with this jaclay process. It's just, it's not a laser printing. It's not a four color process. It is, it's a crazy, amazing process that um, up until about maybe five years ago was cost prohibitive okay. you know, yeah. and those are usually in a limited edition and then underneath that mm-hmm. is what you called open uh open edition or open a deluxe edition print print yeah okay yeah and those are a, a more of a mass produced yeah. type of copy yeah yeah still a very high quality um because again you know quality is everything to disney um but that is the most yeah. economical. So you have an original that would average, you know, my originals average $5,000 a piece. Um, then you have the Jaclay, which can range from three, $400 to $1,000 each. Now, are those usually the same size as the original or do they go, do they get smaller as they go? Oftentimes that Jaclay is 
the, is printed at 100%, okay. the same size as the original. Um, you know, I know some artists work very large, so that Jaclay yeah. process, it just doesn't make sense to print yeah. that large. But um, it, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very close to the original size. And then again, that deluxe print, 40 bucks or so with a matting and a, and a wrapping around it, which yep. is great. Um, those are, you know, that 11 by 17, 11 by 14 range. Um, and then let's not forget the the Disney character sketch art. Now, this is a, a really interesting thing that you'll find only in the parks. Any of the galleries that you go into, there is a cast member artist sitting there. This is a salaried, uh, or I'm sorry, an hourly employee, but it has some art talent and they're sitting there in like a little you know white shirt black pants and black tie and they're behind a drawing desk and they are creating um blue line pencil sketches of the characters while they sit there um and a lot of them are are, are to order you know if you go in you can order a walk up to the artist and you know order a per uh, character sketch, you know, Elsa or Winnie the Pooh or whomever. And that is created there oftentimes while you wait. And it's, um, it's a really nice uh, way to collect a, a raw sketch. And it is a sketch in every sense of the word. It's mm-hmm. first drawn with blue pencil and then some hard line dark pencil put around that, maybe a little touch of color. And then you receive that one of one original sketch. But that... That Winnie the Pooh that he drew at 8 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday is going to look identical to the Winnie the Pooh that you purchase three weeks later. You know, it's these are, again, Disney-approved sketches. They kind of follow a pattern um, and, and produce that art. And that, that can range from, you know, 35 to maybe 65 bucks. you know, real affordable. Is for, that type of art popular with it just being a sketch rather than a, like, very polished, finished Boy, I'll product? tell you, th- as long as I've been coming to the parts, which goes back to 98, they've had this sketch art available. Um, it, I, I know, from what I know of Disney, if it wasn't making money, yeah. then, you know, and it's also part of the experience. It I is. Mean, you know, a child walks in and sees this artist yeah. drawing you know, Disney characters right in front of them in the Disney style. It gives that animation touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is a, it, it's, I think it kind of, you know, it's, it's again, part of the experience, yeah. you know. Well, um, and the nice part about those is that they can actually customize it too, like you already kind of hinted at, but uh, I know my sister bought me one for whenever I graduated college and it was Mickey wearing the cap and gown and, you know, then they're able to write congratulations on your graduate college graduation whatever so uh, it's just something that's actually a little more special even though it might be the same character they can draw they can always add on a little extra touch and make that more personalized Mm -hmm. worthwhile yeah i'm a fan um again way back when before i had a, a lot of money to spend on art you know this was a very affordable way to bring home an original piece and hang it on your wall and as a commemorative as well i think that's a really good point you know you, you can even date have them date the 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 uh the, the vacation dates that sort of thing um so that's that's kind of gives you a breakdown of of the different types of art that you can purchase um let's talk about why why do you want to collect this Disney art? Um, I think first we talked about the rarity, the limited edition of the thing. You know, it's going to it's collective value. Yeah, yeah, it's going to retain its value more than um, 
you know, anything else. I think, you know, you can go to a park and, you know, after a, a, a week's vacation, you can spend, you know, three or $400 on mugs and t-shirts and, you know, uh, uh, vinylmations and little tr- uh, trinkets and things like that. You know, you can only have so many of those things before they clutter the house. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, that old that T-shirt that you bought in 2004, now you're buffing your car with it. Mm. A piece I describe of, it as when you go into these people's houses and they have all of that everywhere. It, rather than it looking like someone has, you know, accented their home with Disney, it looks like someone threw up Disney. Uh, <laughs> it's just everywhere. Right, right. Where I think a fine piece of art. You know, that is going, you, you take mm-hmm. that three or four hundred dollars and invest it into a nice piece of art from that trip. Um, that's going to literally hang around your house mm-hmm. in a beautiful manner for years. It, it's, it's going to um, escalate in value, um, unlike that t shirt that you bought. Right. Um, and it's going, you can enjoy it constantly in your office, in your living room, that sort of thing. And, um, I, I just think it's, and, and it can become an heirloom as well. Which types of the art, um, we talked about the different categories, which types hold their value best? Oh, well, it, it would definitely be the the originals um, or the 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 limited edition jaclays. Those are going to, because again, the jaclays are done in such limited editions that you know, immediately on the secondary market, they're going to be worth oftentimes double and triple of what right. you paid for them. The originals are only going to escalate in value because there's only one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only that's all going to depend on um, certainly the popularity of the theme that the piece is 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 holding. You know, is it a is it a frozen piece? Is that fad going to die in six months? Is it Ellen's energy, energy is it adventure? Ellen's yeah. energy <laughs> adventure, or is it the haunted mansion? Where is it? Which is an evergreen, right? More classic, more classic yeah. piece that you know there are crazy haunted mansion collectors. Um, it also is going to depend on the artist's acclaim. Is this a, the artist's you know one and done? You know, is is this an artist that just kind of you know did this as a one shot for Disney and now he mm-hmm. you know, or is this a lifetime? You know, um, where people start remembering the name, like a you know uh, like Noah, for example. Right, you, know, right. you see his stuff a lot. Very different style, spray paint style. But you know. do you have yeah. any tips on recognizing those things ahead of time, like recognizing whether an artist is going to have longevity as opposed to being a fad, or also things like you know Frozen? You know, Frozen art pieces are being sold now. I think they're having a hard time keeping them in stock, yeah, actually. But I, right. is this going to be something nobody cares about three years from now? Right. I would say this about art, that you know, if, if you're buying it just for the resale value and you really don't like it, I think you're, I think you're, you're going about it the wrong way. I think mm-hmm. if you love it and you know, it does have resale value down the road, I think it's great. But I think going in and saying, okay, which one's going to make me rich? Or which one <laughs> yeah, can I put on yeah. eBay three, day, three, three years later? Um, you know, it's you're just going to stick it in your closet waiting for it to right. know, make some money. Yeah, that's a good point. I think any collectibles are like that. You know, if you go into it thinking it's going to be a, a, a prized collectible, um, chances are that's not going to be the prized collectible. But, it, but to answer your question more definitely, I think maybe you have to look at the artist pedigree. You know, do a quick Google search on that artist that you're looking for. And yeah. how long has he been a professional or she has been a professional artist? <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> what what is the other body of work that they've done? Um, 
and how has that artwork done in the uh, uh, in the in, in the marketplace? Um, you know, when it all comes down to it, though, it's all about capturing you know those moments or memories from that trip, um, from that vacation, from that favorite place. You know, when I purchased a piece, um, you know, of art from the. Um, it was a rendering, a beautiful rendering of the Crystal Palace. You know, I hung that in my home because that's where we always started our mm-hmm. trips, at the Crystal Palace, you know. And, and then when I looked at that piece at home every day, you know, I was there again for that moment. So get that emotional connection to that. Um, so I think that that's, those are important things as well. I agree with that, with what you're saying. Um my family were Disney Vacation Club members, and I know that when we stay at a new resort every year, they often sell artwork of the resort in the gift shops. And um, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't afford the $300 pieces, but you know, I often tried to get the little $12 uh, prints that, that we had been talking <clears throat> about. And then you eventually end up with a nice little collection on your wall mm-hmm. of all the different resorts that you stayed in. They help you remember mm-hmm. your vacation. Um, yeah. I agree. The connection to what you're buying is, I would think, key. I'm not an art collector, but makes me feel happy when I look yeah. at those pictures. <laughs> yeah, don't, you know, I mean, it's okay to buy a piece because it's got red in it and it matches your red couch at home. But, you know, buy what, buy what moves you. Um, what style you like. The style that you yeah, like. that's important, um, I think. That's, you know, that's another, you know, I kind of touched on that you know what pieces to collect and why and and those are all those are all really good reasons um let's talk about where uh where do you purchase this art um they're all available at what's called the art of disney galleries and those are found in the magic kingdom in epcot at disney hollywood studios and at downtown disney each one of those um, places have a dedicated gallery for for the art. Um, there are the resort and park gift shops, and they often carry art. And oftentimes, it's the it's the lower end mm-hmm. prints. You know that. Right. Again, those you know that forty dollars that you can you know spend and throw it right. in your bag and take it with you. Uh, Disney Cruise Line also is fantastic for. Uh, for their art, and uh, I'm really looking forward personally myself yeah. to developing my first uh, piece of art for Cruise Line. Um, and the fact that there's an actual gallery now, it's it's not just art hanging on the wall. It's it's a nice gallery. I, again, it, Corey, that just shows the power of, of the collectability mm-hmm. of this stuff, in that it is, you know, again, it's a, I think it's the greatest souvenir, and yeah. again, one of those that are really going to retain value for you. I, I, I think that that's important. For those of you who see a release of a piece online or on social or whatever and can't get to the park for that release, if you want to get that piece before it's sold out or if it's something you want to buy as a gift or something, you can always call the Disney customer service line, too. Hmm. Um, That number is 877-560-6477 and you press option two and you'll talk to Debbie and she's wonderful and she's very knowledgeable about the gallery art. Right, exactly, Debbie. She is the dedicated uh, gallery art 
um, a point person for Disney, and she knows she knows a lot of us arts artists um, personally, and she's very knowledgeable about the art. So you can call her and say, "Hey, is that new Kevin John piece coming available? Can you put me on a waiting list for that? When will it be available? Or do you still have some? Can I purchase it? What different forms does mm. it come in? What are the price points?" That's a really good way of collecting, and and you don't have to go to the park. Yeah, I have, for the flip side of that, you're talking about the things that are coming up um, for years now, in probably about four years now, in the Art of Disney in Epcot, they had a, a, a an Alice in Wonderland painting. It's very tall and long, and I loved the style of it, and I loved the colors of it. It was about $400, and I still have never gotten it yet. I'm, I haven't looked recently, but I would guess that it's not there, and if it's not, how would I go about trying to find it? Let's say I, Pete gives me a bonus and I have $400 to buy my Alice Wonderland picture. Wink, wink. Pete, yeah, hint, hint. Um, no, uh, is there a way to track down pieces that maybe are no longer on display in the stores? Well, chances are if they're no longer avail- uh, on display in the galleries, they're probably sold out. Um, you can call that customer service line and maybe even, you know, you have... Um, writing down the title of the piece is going to be everything to yeah. you. You know, if you see it, uh, write down the title or take a picture of the title card, you know, and so you remember that, file it away for yourself. So when you are ready for that purchase, you can call and ask about it by title or by artist. Um, again, you might be able to describe that to, to Debbie on the phone and say, hey, I saw this Alice piece and it was painted and I don't remember the artist, or the, but she was... You know, with teacups and, and She's stuff. sitting in the Mad Hatter's chair at right, the table, right. and the March Hare is pouring tea yeah. down from up above, and can you tell I like this piece? Yeah, that, that <laughs> might help, but I'll tell you, the, the, the thing about art, and this again, this is why to collect art from Disney, um, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. So if you see that piece, mm. do everything you can to try and get that piece while you can, because they do sell out pretty rapidly again you think of a an edition of only 95 and you think about all the fans of disney around the world they don't last very long can Um, i ask you a question sure do you keep a copy of everything you do do I? Keep your own, a copy well, somewhere? yeah, I, I mean, uh, historically, I've always kept digital, um, you know, versions or way back in the day, you know, photographic. Um, when my art goes to print, be that for a, a different client or Disney, you know, uh, I'll keep at least one the artist know, proof. The artist proof, yeah. yeah. Um, or sometimes it's called a press proof, again, depending on the client. Again, the client owns this art. I never own any of the art that I do. Um, all the art that I've ever produced has always been, well, again, uh, for the past 20 years, has always been contracted. Kevin John never, never moves his pencil across a paper without a contract being attached to it. I don't ever sit down and say, today I feel like painting this, and I'm going to take a chance and maybe sell it in a gallery someday. Uh-uh. That's a failed, from, <laughs> it, it's a failed model. That's why you have starving artists. I have always gone out and sold the job or sold the concept or sought out clients. Time is money. (laughs) Time is money. They commission the art and I am paid before I even start producing that piece of art. He is a well-fed artist, ladies and gentlemen. Heck yeah, man, you know? And this is serious. This isn't playtime. You know, this is is my career. You know, I have gone about this. It's different from a hobby. It's different from a hobby. It's like if I go and start painting something in my garage, it's different, you know, than... Yeah, I'll never understand why, why anyone will repeat 
what has been a failed model for years, you know? Um, it just doesn't, didn't make any sense to me. So oftentimes it comes down to the client whether I am allowed to have a reproduction or not. Wow. Yeah. Um, Talking about starving artists, um, what about <clears throat> the, the people that are trying to start up an art collection? How do you, how do you go about starting an art collection without going broke? Because these pieces are expensive. My one picture, my one Alice in Wonderland picture that I've wanted for years is $400. Right. How do I collect from well, there? Well, I, I think, first of all, it comes down, to, comes down to maybe some choices. You know, again, you know, I, I looked at, you know, okay, do I really need three more Animal Kingdom T-shirts and a mug and a, a topper for my car? Or can I take that $300 I would spend on all that stuff and appropriate it towards this one piece of art that's going to look amazing on my wall forever? Um, or there are the lower-end uh, yeah. Deluxe prints that you can purchase again, pre real reasonable where art is concerned, and that's kind of like what, like for Festival of the Masters, we'll spend money on. Um, you know, we we love art. Um, there's a, there's a certain artist uh, that he does like mixed media and stuff. We'll we'll spend our money on that. But the um, like Julie loved this Maleficent piece, the original. I mean, it had a beautiful frame. The matting was so awesome. But Don Ducky Williams was the artist, so he was right there um, signing. Instead of getting the original, we went went for the lower one. You know, he, he signed the front, he signed the back. There's a little slip on the back, uh, kind of gives the artist bio. And look, for 40 bucks, you know, it's not framed, but it's matted. And it's kind of, you know, it's affordable. Sometimes right, it's right. good enough. Yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he signed it right there. So we, you know, she got to meet him. And Yeah. And, and let me tell you, those deluxe prints that we're talking about, those $40 yeah. prints, I mean, they are, they're gorgeous. They are not in any way, shape, or form yeah. Cheap imitations. They're mm -hmm. just an affordable way of, right. of, of building your collection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's an option. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't have a house full of original art by other artists. You know, I mm -hmm. have a lot of limited edition stuff and and you know, I I have collected the deluxe prints as well. Absolutely. It's all about putting that thing on your wall and being able to enjoy it, you know, what whatever your budget. Um, I like the word deluxe prints. It's kind of like the Starbucks model, you know. I'm, I'm going to get a tall. Uh -huh, you know? Right, right, right. right. Um, let's talk about the final thing that I have, and then we can kind of continue to the discussion. Um, Disney Online is a good place to purchase the art, and I have to caution everybody again, no knockoffs. Don't, don't you know, go to the official Disney site's the official Disney stores and purchase the art there. I know every every now and then they do upload art to the store. Uh, this goes to a whole other subject that we can get into if you want uh, later. But um, you know, let's talk about unlicensed knockoffs and and theft. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but there are artists as long as a list as you can imagine that create unlicensed Disney art mm -hmm. just because they're fans or they think that they can turn a buck on it. Well, they're stealing from the company. Mm -hmm. It's theft. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can call it fan art or pretty it up however you want. It's theft. Disney owns those images. Yeah. That's how they make, that's how they've built their business and you are stealing from it if you are an artist that creates that stuff. Uh, Same thing with like uh, pin trading because I know a mm -hmm. lot of people that they'll buy their pins on eBay, but you never really know what you're getting. Right. It, there could be knockoff pins, right. even though they look exactly like the original. Right. And and as a Disney fan, let me step away from my business hat for a minute and let's talk about as a Disney fan. 
why I would want to contribute to the theft, you know, buying art or whatever, a knockoff from someone that isn't officially licensed and stealing from the company, that, that, you know, why I would want to contribute to that, you know, stealing from the company that, that I love, that I love to go to their parks and I love their movies and everything. It, you have to think that that impacts the company in, in some regard. It can't not impact. You're going to buy a piece of art here instead of from them. That money could have been better spent with Disney. And then maybe those improvements to the great movie ride could be done. But because... They need a few improvements there. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it does, there is a ripple effect there further than just... You know the theft. I think Shawn Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no. I just I feel, feel. Actually, I also feel kind of bad bringing it up because uh, I mean, you, great point. But I you know I I go online a lot. I'm on Tumblr, and I see a lot of fan made artwork. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it is stealing from the company if they try to sell it or reproduce mm-hmm. it. But you know, I'm just looking at the stuff online. Some of the stuff is just really interesting and stuff that, you know, yeah, maybe Disney wouldn't have approved of it, mm-hmm. but. Boy, golly, do I love this one picture of Ariel? Or uh, you know, there's there's crossovers from different universes, like you know, DreamWorks and Disney coming together in one picture. You know, you wouldn't be able to see that kind of stuff officially. Right. Uh, but I sure as do appreciate it. Um, not to take anything away from that, because you're right, mm-hmm. it is theft. Um, copyright and images and characters are everything to the company. Mm-hmm. But I I would kind of hope maybe if there's some way I could. Not feel so bad now looking at them. Well, I don't know. I don't think like, there's anything wrong with you. I, mean, I, think it's a, I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference between somebody, um, you know, doing stuff for fun and then like, putting it out there for everybody to see. Yeah. You know, instead of them putting it out there and and I don't know what. Uh, the Little Mermaid looked like it was on Tumblr, so yes. Lord knows. Um, <laughs> it could have been. A, yeah, but you're kind of scary. Though, because, you know, Stella, Stella takes her. St- takes Disney characters and does what she wants to with them. She's not selling them or anything. Right, right. But now I feel like, you know, we're going to go tear this sh- stuff off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll set it. laughs> you know. Yeah. I I, know. I, I, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, driving past no. a Mercedes dealership and looking at that, you know, yeah. hot new 350 sitting there, yeah, right. you know, but I'm not going to go break the window and drive off with it. <laughs> you know, that's where you cross the line. I think as, as a fan, if you want to look at that stuff on Tumblr, that's fine. Um, I think from, you know, again, I don't want to speak for Disney legal, but from the company standpoint, if it's being distributed out there virtually, you know, yeah. someone's reproducing it. Someone's downloading that thing and they're running off on their on their laser printer. There may be money exchanged. Who knows? I don't, you, you know, again, I stick with the real deal. You so know, that's what just, makes uh, fan art acceptable then? They just have to come up with their own concept? Or is it just unless you're hired by Disney, you shouldn't cr- draw any pictures about Disney? That's, or? I, I didn't have one piece of Disney art in my portfolio when they called me in. Uh, I didn't. You know, um, it again, it's, and, and again, but you know, I'm also coming from a world where, you know, I was working hand in hand with, you know, licensed NFL, MLB, you know, I mean, again, there's a, a sports artist, you know, a mile long that call themselves sports artists that just because they like Brett Favre, they're going to render Brett Favre and sell it on eBay. Well, that's wrong. You can't do it. You mm-hmm. can do it, but it's wrong. It's theft. The NFL owns those images, they own those colors, they own those logos, it belongs to the NFL. And um, it would be like someone coming in here uh, on Wednesday and sitting down and using this equipment to produce their own podcast. 
you know, and calling it the Diz Unplugged 2.0. It's, you know, you're taking what you all have worked so hard to build. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk later, Corey. (laughs) Um, Taking what you have worked so hard to, to build and put your blood, sweat, and toil into it. And someone is coming along afterwards and saying, I can turn a quick buck on this because the, the work's already been done. You know, it's just I think if somebody's I think if somebody's out there to make a business out of it, um, you know, drawing stuff and putting it online to sell like a, your eBay business because you you draw all these Disney characters. Right. That's wrong. But I think, you know, for me, I mean, I, I drew Disney characters all the time. I would, you know, I'd draw them on dry erase boards and they'd just be good for the day and we'd right. wipe them off right. just for. You know, like when I worked at Blizzard, I'd come in every morning, I'd do a bunch of Disney characters on the dry erase board, and we'd wipe it off. And But I learned a lot, uh, learned how to draw by drawing Disney characters, right. but I never tried to go sell them. Right. I, think Again, that, I, think that's, that's, I think that's where the gray area is, where if you're doing it as a fan and somebody just trying to learn, or you're trying to make money off of it. Right. I think that's where... And that's exactly yeah. what I'm speaking of. I'm yeah. talking about turning yeah, yeah. you know, turning it over profit. for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, rock on. Dry. Hey, I, I, when <laughs> so, I was a kid, my so favorite Stella's things were... Stella's pictures on the wall are safe. They're cool. Yeah. They're safe. Yeah, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're good. Totally, we'll be torching that's, your room like, when I go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah that's She's totally cool. Take it down, take it down now. <laughs> yeah. And you have to understand, I mean, this is, this is my career. Absolutely. I'm very serious about this because, you know, I lose money. My, my company loses money, bottom line, because someone may go out and buy that Brett Favre painting that's, you know, $30 rather than spend it on, spend three grand on a Kevin John, you know, that he approved that, that right. That Brett Favre commissioned and approved. Correct. Right. So it's, it's a very touchy subject to me. It's, I, it's like I own the Mercedes dealership and you've just driven off with a stolen car. You know, to me, that's a very, now let's look at the fan, uh, you know, part of it or the, 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 the regular guy part of it, you know, Heck yeah! You want to you know sketch Batman or whatever in your sketchbook and share it online or whatever. You know, again, it, no, that's, that's harmless. No, you're right. I mean, yeah. creative you know creative license. I mean, just you know on YouTube, uh, people will take some of the videos uh, we put up and that Craig or Dustin shoots, and mm-hmm. they'll put it on their own channel. It's right, like, whoa, that's right. not yours. Right. Right. Yeah. And they'll throw ads on there and everything. So yeah. it's creative license for sure. Um, yeah. So, all right. So let's let's. I guess my final points are are when to buy the art, um, and it, it quite simply, as I said, you know, when you see it, if you can get it, because it may not be there when you when when you do when you are, you know, technically ready or on that next trip. Oh, I'll just get that piece my next trip. And it may not be there. Um, Artist releases and special signing events at Disney are fantastic ways to, uh, times to buy the art. Dedicate your trips to then, um, or find out about them if you are in the parks. And then you get to meet the artists. You get to get that personal interaction with them. Get a photo with you and the art yeah. and the artists, and and that's really fun. Um, and then they, Disney also produces special event art also. Um, I remember um, that they used to do the 999 Happy Haunts event uh, based of, around the Haunted Mansion. And there were always, you know, you buy that hot ticket, you know, that dedicated ticket, $250 to go to that event. But then you had the opportunity to purchase limited edition art that was only available at that event, you know, Haunted Mansion themed or whatever. Um, so those are some 
I think, some yeah. points on when to buy the art as well. It is fun to meet the artist, uh, like you said. I, I think it's a great, a great opportunity for them to sign it, and you get to you get to meet them. Mm-hmm. It's more personal. That personal connection yeah. with artists is really important. Again, I built my business with that since I was seventeen years old. You know, getting to know, you know, the people that are honoring me by, mm-hmm. you know, hanging something in their home. This valuable property that they own they pay you know hundreds of thousands of dollars for this piece of property and they're going to hang something that i created they're going to i I own that piece of real estate in their home that's there's nothing more amazing a feeling to me than than that than having that knowledge and so i want to meet the people that collect my art you know get to know them and i have had friends for 30 years now that i've met that have been collectors of mine, you know. So it's that's it's really we appreciate it as artists. And Corey, you know this as much as, as as the other side, you know, as a fan of art, me meeting other artists and yeah. Well, who are the artists that you admire? Who are the artists that take up real estate in your home? I I love Merv Corning. Not a lot of people know that name, but he was a nationally acclaimed sports artist um, back in the '60s and '70s. And just oh my goodness, the stuff he did was just you know I every day I try and emulate Merv Corning. Um, I love Raleigh Crump, the Disney Imagineer and Disney Legend. You know his vision and and um, creativity. I try and just you know squeeze some of that out for myself um raleigh is uh, mark davis i mean who does not again speaking specifically disney um you know who does not love you know mark davis's whimsical illustrations and just the comedy yeah. he, he can he can turn with three three or four strokes of a pen those are those are artists that i that i love and collect you know there's a guy um uh, named Hussan as an artist, and he does island-themed art, and uh, he lives out on the island where I live, and I, I, I love his art, and I collect him. Um, so, yeah. Well, does anybody else have any more questions? Or all right, I want to wrap it up with with one, mm-hmm. um, kind of a biggie. Sure. So, what are some of the rookie mistakes that people make when buying art, so we can avoid those pitfalls? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, I think Corey touched on it a little bit in that, you know, don't just buy it um, because you think that you make it rich off of it someday. Uh, I think that's a, it's a horrible waste of, of that piece of art. You know, that Degas, you know, yeah, it may turn you, you know, a really great profit someday, but, you know, if it's ugly, art's yeah. meant to enjoy, you know, someone, someone needs to own that piece. It's really going to love that piece and enjoy it. Um, so I think that's important. Um, Again, going with unlicensed versus licensed, you know, I think that's a, a mistake. Um, boy, Corey, any any thoughts that, that, that on was, that? At that all? was mine. Those right are there. the two. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah, in terms of you, really, it's really a, a, you know, oh, okay, let's talk about ownership of the art, making mistakes. Don't take that thing home and slide it under your bed and and wait twenty years to get it framed. <clears throat> I know people that purchased my some of my prints when I was 17 years old when I first started selling and I'll talk to them now and okay it's 27 years later and yeah I got your prints under my bed you know I'm so guilty like <laughs> you know like that Maleficent picture I bought for Julie I'm like look, we don't need to get the framed one let's get this one I'll frame it for you right, right. it's still in the plastic yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah one day I'll get it for you yeah and I know it I know it's a hit <laughs> yeah you know I framing's expensive I know that it it you know, it's a little more out but of the But we do wallet. take care of it. I mean, it's still nice yeah. and, you know, but it's not under the bed. Enjoy that yeah. thing. You know, just enjoy that thing. Um, uh, 
UV lights, you know, and sun. Don't yeah. hang it where the sun's going to see it every day because the thing's going to disappear on you, you know. Um, be careful with that sort of thing. So take care of the pieces and enjoy the stuff. Buy what you love. Buy what really moves you. And then hang that darn thing and enjoy the <laughs> heck out of it. Yeah. I think those are some pretty good tips. Yeah, yeah. Straight to the point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, that's going to do it for our show this week, and we hope that you all enjoyed it. We'll see you again next time with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And remember, for your own personal safety, please avoid all bodies of natural water. Bye.